Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. We are here to discuss uh, the upcoming week of college football. Did you say we? Did you say we are here? I think I did. We're not even going to do that again if I said we are here. God, so you sorry. couldn't. We, week two is so bad you couldn't even get through the second sentence of the intro. Use am here to discuss <laughs> college football. This is the shutdown full cast. I am Spencer Hall, currently having a stroke on air. Joining me from Brooklyn, New York, Ryan Nanny. Uh, hello, Ryan. That's just that signature New York asshole. That just you know, it's part of our culture. It's it's endearing, beloved. You can't get mad at me. You guys invented it. Yep. We invented being Before, dicks. Ryan, I think you got to go, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's, and that's the New York word for, I'm a dick, yep. right? Yep. Hey, hey. You know, at the end of the day. At the end of the all, day. We're all getting paid. All getting paid. <laughs> not, not by this podcast. Let me make that perfectly clear. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we we got a ways to go to get. Even marginally paid here. Just, just we're I gonna want, need a lot of iTunes reviews. Yeah, if somebody just if somebody wants to go back and add up all the hours, just recording hours we've spent on this, let's figure out how <laughs> much how much we each have to get at this point just to get hit minimum wage. How about we go to we go to Jim Bancroft and try to try to bill him for this podcast <laughs> and and see how hard he laughs. I think we could reasonably I think we could reasonably ask seventy three dollars total total or each each no I mean I think we can I think we're uh, good for yeah seventy three dollars each. Uh, Bud did give us a valuation. Um, so if anyone out there is interested in in sponsorships, you know, um, Bud might be our agent. Because he has sold podcast ads before, his his FSU Nullcast, which I believe is called Nullcast, yeah. has ads for like uh, local hot sauce or something like that, and 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 various other stuff. So, just speak with our representative, Bud Elliott. It's true. If he's following real Florida State fashion, he'll just uh, first half of the negotiation. So it's not going real well for Bud. Then he comes roaring back. Just lay in wait. Just lay in wait. God, he's we no did a, we did we did a whole recap episode before. The Texas Notre Dame game and the Florida State Ole Miss game. <laughs> oh, do you want to take a second and laugh about that? I'm ready. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. It's rich. It's rich, it's, y'all. Which one's wh- okay? Which got- which is the more amusing of the two? Oh, the more amusing of the two is by far Notre, Notre Dame losing because I don't mind Texas being good. Okay. I don't. They're one of those teams that. As a polarity in college football, I'm okay with that current. I like it when they're good. I like their colors. I like their cow. We like I their coach. I, ge- I, lo- I love their coach. Like Generally speaking, I've liked their coaches in the past. Even Mac Brown. Mac Brown was genial enough, and he certainly was easy to make fun of. Like, I, he like, he liked name. Beyonce. He can't be all bad. He had it on his iPod. Oh, Vince put it there for me. She's from Houston. I'm not sure which high school. Fine coach, I'm sure. I recruited her as the third girl in Destiny's Child. That may be true. <laughs> I really don't know. I want her to harmonize. No leads. And today they call her a shiny. <laughs> no, no leads was one of the problems toward the end of the Mac Brown era. <laughs> mm. We 
recruited Rihanna as a safety. Oh, we yeah. were we were nice to you for roughly a minute and a half, Texas. But hey, I am also I'm also glad Texas was. This was the first Texas game in a long while where it was fun to watch Texas football. It wasn't yeah, always, it, it wasn't always clean. Back. It wasn't always clean or organized or good, but it was fun. Oh yeah, this team this team has eight and four entertainment written all over it but nine and three quality as right. everyone will recall right I, I still say nine and three because watching them play they just the running backs the performance of the quarterbacks within that system and the way that they seemed comfortable running and they have a goal line package called the 18 wheeler 18 wheeler it's pretty good which on um, i think one drive somewhere in there they used it for the entirety of the field they did yeah. the Madden thing where you just call goal line for an entire quarter. <laughs> and, 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 no, and Notre Dame failed and, to call punt and, block over and over again on those plays. Right. Charlie Strong Texas after the is, game said that that was, was basically. Run one. Yeah, run one. QB, QB run one. They just called that the whole time because the goal was to punish them. Like how great is that? That after being beaten, remember. Do you, do you happen to remember the score of this game last year? I think we said it was 38-3. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it was one of Texas's worst uh, worst losses since like I believe Route 66. Well, that's sounds I mean UCLA. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like that BYU yeah. game is up there too, but go ahead. I think they actually managed to score a little bit in that game. Sure. Nobody they, remembers. They, yeah. You know, it's just what it's, we have that erased. That's not that's not the part we remember about that game. Um, yeah, not they, available on LA. They 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 got revenge. They did the thing. They they almost they really tried hard not to. The the blocked extra point return for the tying at the time two points. If you had no stakes in the game whatsoever, that was the funniest fucking shit all weekend in college football. Just the absolute it it's it would kind of be like watching an Indiana Jones movie and he gets through the whole thing, you know, swings over pits and fights guys with swords and rides a minecart and then you see him like get on the plane at the end and and he just has a heart attack and dies. Yeah, that was the happy jump, sad jump moment. Yeah. For for all of college football in week yeah. one was yes no no no, no. <laughs> it was good what an immediate reversal of fortune this was think about it like this though something went really really wrong for Texas and Texas didn't lose that's Texas true didn't fold they things were, they, didn't go completely off the rails they were punched in the mouth over and over again to use the announcer cliche. And uh, at no point did they feel out of it. Did they feel like they were just, you know, going to go completely haywire? Uh, you know, co- stayed composed, played their asses off the entire game. I mean, it, this team's really, really easy to root for. Yeah. At no point, by the way, did we assume that Texas couldn't shoot their way back into this. Thanks, Brian Van Gorder. Very on, very on brand. But I, also. I, I, Shoot if it's um, Shane and a quarterback, or like punch if it's if it swoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like at no point did anyone say, "Yeah, I don't think this offense is get it done." No, that wasn't the case at all. It, it was it was magnificent, you know. And that that goes by the way. Like I love just as a personal thing, 
I love watching a spread run attack absolutely beat the crap out of somebody, which is what Texas managed to do out of their new fancy Baylor-inspired spread attack. Because the announcers would say, man, they're just bombing this, bombing this ball down the field. It's exciting. Well, yeah, you can do that when you've actually established a legitimate play-action threat. And with a, lot of, they, with a lot of aggressive tempo, too. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and Dante Foreman? Oh, 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 man, he's smashy. Yeah. He's real fun to watch. I do want to um, – I said it on Twitter, so I'm going to go ahead and say it on the record here. I like Deshaun Kaiser. He's fun to watch. Oh man, Deshaun he's really Kaiser. he's he's really talented, and why he didn't play basically every yeah. snap in that offensive snap in that game for Notre Dame, I don't know. I really do not. Well, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I mean, what what do you have to say? He was that, that indicates he was a productive passer besides five TDs. <laughs> what do you have to say uh, uh, for his production on the ground other than a TD and seventy-seven yards rushing? Sure, right, and you need to stop using science and reason and this empirical evidence and just use faith you know do the do the notre dame thing you faith, use just faith, just, just faith in the bright red man on the sideline faith that, alone uh, faith alone is not the catholic thing though it's huh. true we need we need huh. we need good we need good works and if you look good at what works. malik zaire did so 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 an offense without fruit is dead <laughs> uh, on it. yeah but speaking of dead Oh miss. Oh miss. That was that was that was that was honestly brutal. When I when I don't want you to play to type and you play to type. So hard. When I don't want to when I don't want to assume that well, you know, I got a 21 point lead here. You won't blow that. No, no, you won't just blow that. You'll give up 33. 33. Oh. This was, this was <laughs> playing the type in the in the sense of like Lindsay Lohan gets cast as Judy Garland in a movie about her life. Jesus, God damn right. <laughs> this is well, how far do we make it? Seventeen minutes this time <laughs> on my clock. Um, this was it was like Ole Miss's twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen crammed into about twenty minutes. This was like, cl- oh, this was Cliff's Notes, Old Miss. You I don't, guess you this don't, was Ole Miss. You don't this have time. You don't have time years. to read the whole book here. Here's Ole Miss. This is the last hundred years of Ole Miss football, or the last two, or the last one. Pick really any time span, uh, and it was that jammed into a quarter and a half or so. Like, um, yeah, it went bad real fast. That they actually finished with negative yards for the third quarter. God, that's hard. I mean, it's even it's even harder because they barely had the ball. Like the idea of them having any yardage, positive or negative, they barely had the damn ball. Yep, and let's see. Pass first, super aggressive, high tempo offense with zero run game. How'd that go? Quick lead. Yep. Uh, did Did you cough that lead up? Oh boy. Oh yeah, you you Ooh, cough boy. that lead up bad. Like a dog full of yes. grass. Still, still can't run the ball, can you? This is like year four, year five for Ole Miss. Haven't had a running game. Like had had signs of one last year. Well, I like that Hugh Freeze in the press conference afterwards was like, "Yeah, you know, even though we couldn't run the ball, I feel if we had avoided turnovers." And does he have any inkling of the idea that if you have a run game, the pass defense can't just sit back the whole time? Yeah, like, that these things work together. Maybe then your quarterback isn't sacked four and a half times by the same guy, and he's not throwing into a five-star uh, secondary. 
Yeah, at least not without the sort of, you know, you didn't make him hesitate. By the way, not exactly the problem, even on a lackluster night with uh, that Dalvin Cook had. Old Miss did a real good job beating him up, beating him up good. And it didn't matter because, oh, look, Florida State has a freshman quarterback who can throw for 400 yards. And who can, who, yeah, Old Miss, by the way, that secondary, a mess. And it got worse after they lost their starting corner. Right. The, their, de- get- their defensive line is good. But the defensive yeah. line, it, 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 it deserves something better out of that game because yeah. at no point did you know did it look like the defensive line wasn't doing everything it could. Yeah. No, even and honestly, like even once they got adjustments and started to chip with running backs and started to change protections, they still got pressure on Francois. They just didn't wallop him like they did in the first half. But that secondary is going to be a mess. Here's the fun part: there's there's no one in the SEC West who can take uh, like the SEC West. <laughs> running to the bottom in every single way with complementary weaknesses, right? Like, well, Old Miss has no pass defense, and that means they'll be vulnerable to no one. No yep. one. Yep. Like, yeah, not, even, not even Alabama, really. Like, if you look at it, because who knows how good their passing game is. Alabama passed 18 times this weekend. I have no clue whether they can actually move the ball through the air. Yeah, Ole Miss, um, you'll be fine. You'll win eight or nine games, and please don't get your hopes back up. We can't, we can't see you get up off the mat again. Just win eight or nine games in the quietest possible way, please. Um, check, now, check, now, Kelly, check Kelly's fun though. He's fun for, for both. For he's everyone. fun for both teams. Yeah. Uh, now that we've ages. laid, now that we've laid a nice foundation of depression and sadness, killed, killed some time. <laughs> let's talk about week two. <laughs> Let me let me address by the way week two, Jason. What what are you going to be doing week two? So um, as I've stated before in this program, I'm a full time college football media person. If there's college football on TV, I am at my computer in front of it, either uh, helping cover it or, or or helping people themselves cover it or, or what have you. It's it's my full time go to job. It it puts food on the table. It's it's just a huge part of my life. I'm not going to watch a single minute of it on on this Saturday. Um, I'm going to be at the Dungeon Family thing in in, in Atlanta. Uh, Outcast, Andre's going to be there. Um, future might be there. If I mean, if it's Dungeon Family, you got to have Future, uh, Goody Mob, Anderson Pack. I didn't even look at the rest of the bill. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to watch one college football game this week. There's not anything on Thursday. I'm going to watch Louisville Syracuse on Friday night. That will be it. I'll catch up Sunday morning. That, uh, me, that, that is the caliber of this weekend. Uh, I, I, I told Brian Floyd, who's on the podcast with us at this time, <laughs> um, I told him, hey, man, can I go ahead and cash in the rest of my vacation days and, and do this and, you know, just let the kids run it? Because, like, like, week two sucks, you know, and he's like, oh, sure, just put Roger Sherman in charge. He didn't say that. But that's, that's, that's kind of what I did. Um, so, yeah, we put Roger Sherman in charge. Now, all of all of these things are, are evidence of you and know. And we have and this how, is, this uh, will also be a weekend. We have two new people starting for us, so welcome. This is what we do. This is how seriously we take week sure. two. It'll, yeah, you for week two. Happy to have yeah, you, Richard is, Morgan. Sorry, we made you do this. Yep, this uh, week two is officially the SUV with a bad like ball joint and mm-hmm. uh, one real terrible shaky axle that we're just going to let the high schoolers drive. All, all the seatbelts are so hot. So hot. Yeah. So uh, congratulations, y'all. Have fun with it because Jason's not going to be doing that. Week, two's, week, two, uh, week two ain't shit. It's not real great. Just let's be, be honest. I could, mm-hmm. I could try to cushion the blow by 
pointing out some interesting ones. No, we're we're making things up here, okay? Because there's there's very little in the way of anything of interest. So if you were planning to, I don't know, uh, you know, have a wedding, just to announce it now. Do it now. This is a great weekend for it. <laughs> that no fall wedding shit does not apply to week two. That's what nope. they don't tell you. That's what they don't want you to know. <laughs> yeah, they don't want you to have a wedding in week two, but you should. Because no ranked teams are playing. You got, oh, what, Louisville plays Syracuse. That'll be interesting for two quarters. It's and also, then, it, having a wedding in week two would be a really good way to sort out who your actual friends are. Because if somebody says, oh, man, I would love to, but I have tickets to Louisiana Monroe at Oklahoma, <laughs> like, fuck that friend. That friend sucks. Yeah, I, think, I think we're done. Like, what is the, okay, go through all the ranked games. Can we find five potential upsets of a non-ranked team against a ranked team. Nope. Are you kidding me? Nope. What, uh, can you find three? So Louisville-Syracuse, that's a road game. That is the sure. only only ranked team going on the road. Syracuse Syracuse looked very good week one against nobody. Louisville looked very good week one against nobody as well. So uh, Arkansas at TCU. TCU looked like shit in week one, but so did Arkansas. So did Arkansas, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, El Asico. El Asico! El Asico! Mm-hmm. Anything goes in that game. Um, Virginia Tech at Tennessee. Yeah, which is ranked, ranked, right? Well, are we ranked, well, well not, we not, not, not at Tennessee, sir. Or, or excuse me, Virginia Tech oh. in Tennessee. Bristol Motor Speedway. Which, uh, uh check, check around our, 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 our website. That when you listen to this, because we might have a cool video on this. Yep. Up. Yeah, might have a cool video. Might have some Pretty people soon. on the ground. You know, we we might have Frank Beamer. Um, but uh, I think that's it. Four four games that ranked teams could remotely possibly lose. Uh, I don't know. Maybe SMU Baylor goes completely haywire. But also, like that's technical. That's kind of a technicality on Virginia Tech because that's. That's that's a ma- like major v major, right? <laughs> should, t- like, should Tennessee really be ranked? I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, um, there's, you can interpret it that way too. That that tickles my ivories just as well. <laughs> I would also like like that Arkansas TCU game. I mean, we're all waiting for Arkansas to have some sort of early season flop, but it was disturbing watching TCU versus the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State. It really was. It was not. It was one of those. You what? Why are you doing this? Why are you letting this happen? That the and the Florida period. game were happening at the same time, and this oh. one was just far more concerning. <laughs> Florida, yeah, the Florida, Florida, we don't expect any better of you. No, we've Florida, seen this. Yeah, I mean, Ryan and I both reduced to silence. <laughs> it's the right reaction. It's the healthy reaction. <laughs> don't talk about it. We realized that the sentence wasn't even worth finishing. No. Hey, um, like most Florida drives. Yeah. Um. Um. How about Virginia at Oregon? Is that, is what are you talking about? They just lost to Richmond. That starts at ten thirty. Ten thirty. No, I don't even. I mean, uh, this week is so bad that might be a top ten game. Yeah, that might I be mean, one of the ten best games of the weekend. Oregon beating Virginia by like sixty four to thirty six or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, am I am I going to say or like I have to make things up? I have to say, wow, look, Tulsa, Ohio State's going to be interesting for 10 minutes. Tulsa um, will probably put up as many as many points Bowling Green. Michigan does step up the competition this week. <laughs> Vastly step up the competition. And I'm being serious when I say this. Michigan 
is um, is ramping up the difficulty about three levels to play 0 and 12 last year. Thank mm-hmm. you, Michigan, yep. for for almost getting your seat. I oh, do. I, what? A Michigan a Michigan man does not does, dart. does not does not haste. Does not um, haste into the football season. I will. I will. Part of me will keep an eye on Akron at Wisconsin just to see if the Badgers can totally waste all of the goodwill from one of the biggest wins they've had in recent memory. So I got if, I got money on that. If LSU beats Jacksonville State, like just takes it out, beats the shit out of Jacksonville sure. State. Yeah. But Wisconsin loses to Akron. Fireless yeah. Miles. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Fireless Miles. Again, who's going to fire him? Can I point you to another one? Mm-hmm. No, another one that where we're just making up interest, right? Not actually a good matchup, but but who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe something will happen. You never know. You should tune in. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Wyoming at Nebraska. Oh, my God. Okay, well. Uh, Craig Bowl taking it out on uh, his the, 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 the bad blood at Nebraska, folks. He'll he'll really let him have it. Great. I only Just I only say this minutes. is mildly this is mildly interesting because I don't actually know if Nebraska's any good. I don't think they no, know either, no. so that's okay. Cool. Yeah, this will certainly be the game that'll tell us, though. Um. Yeah. This is. It could t- it could tell us if they're bad. Uh, <laughs> I am a little. I'm a how little. Many, how many, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, how many USCs do we think WKU will put up on Bama? <laughs> do you think they can do three? Three. I, um, I, I think I think they could probably put three and up a third. Like five. Yeah, Ooh, I'm gonna that's... put up five, man. They're they're five? That's thirty five. points. Sure. No, they're wow. not putting up thirty. Okay. Yeah, they're not putting up thirty. They could put up. I could see them putting up seventeen. That'd be three USCs. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, there there are a couple of late games that are just interesting. They're not interesting. I'm just saying that. But uh, Washington State at Boise State. Oh no no no! no. Hey, there's, that's good. That's a no, good there's, one. There's an actual. You there's found an a actual, jewel. No, there's a good one late. Uh, Cal. You there, are you, you going to say Cal at San Diego State? No uh, no no I, no, I, no no. Spencer's okay. going Texas Tech Arizona State. Okay. You're damn right. You're damn right. Okay, I am because sure. I bet Texas Tech. I bet Texas Tech lays waste to them. Okay. <laughs> In a game that will. Push Cliff Kingsbury's hype to 2012 levels. I don't even. Yeah, we're struggling here. Can we take a question? This sucks. I hate this. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm trying to get you excited about Pat Mahomes. It's not. It's just like, not. No. It's just not. Come on, we just ask. We can do this. Come on. No, no. Spencer, take let's take a break, please. Yeah. No. <laughs> Jason. From uh, from from Heather Carpenter on Twitter, HC1050. Flying from Paris to Rio, so specific. What shitty alcohol plane beverage best pairs with Elasico? Can I can I be I honest love the about specificity um, of this question? I mean, I, I do want to answer this question, but I don't consider this year's game Elasico canon. Uh, do you? Is that because Iowa State is breaking in a new coach? I think is that I th- because Iowa State just lost to an FCS team? Yeah, I think and I, Kirk Ferentz just got an extension. I think Iowa State is too bad for this to be considered Elasico Cannon. Fuck you, sir, uh, sir, yeah, sir, yeah. sir. I, look, I don't feel good about this. None such. I've lost. Fr- I've lost friendships over this game. All right. You literally, literally have. <laughs> I mean, friend, friendships is a stretch, literally. but um, 
No, I just, I don't, I mean, okay, there is one, the extension is the one reason I am willing to consider Elastico potential here. Mm-hmm. Let us let us pull back if you are listening for the first yeah. time. Or if you need a refresher course, Elastico, this is our term based on the classic Real Madrid-Barcelona rivalry, El Clasico. We've decided that the Iowa and Iowa State game, which usually devolves into a bitter and ineptly fought battle of knuckles, knees, elbows, and everything but football skill. First to 15 wins. First to 15 wins. Just a deplorable history of two teams that despise each other, never really being able to get off a great shot. Like watching Ruining each other's seasons, yeah. Right. It's like watching two fifth graders try to throw haymakers. It just, (laughs) they never quite land. Okay. And nobody wins a fight in fifth grade because nobody can actually punch. And that's, that's kind of what El Asico is all about. This has, by the way, enraged no fewer than seven Iowans. We know that we refer to this game as El Asico. Mind you, none of them are Iowa state people. It's always Iowa people who are not actually enraged by us condescending city folk that we are. Hi, y'all. <laughs> They're not Non-farmers only right? subscribers. Exactly. They're not enraged by that. They're enraged by us noticing that Iowa always manages to go into this game and get dragged by its nostrils into a fight that it's much better. <laughs> it's, like, much too good for. And that Iowa State I think State they're manages- just mad that people know they play Iowa State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just... Why are you watching? This is private. <laughs> it's like I'm if you're d- pooping in the woods and somebody looks or something. <laughs> I, I'm a medical doctor. It doesn't matter where I poop. I have a prescription for this. Yeah, that's maybe you're just mad for us just watching. I won't. I, I don't. Pro- I won't. This is this a year. private family matter. <laughs> Little privacy, please. Don't email me or my little brother ever again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you get mad about this, especially at us, because because yeah. it's not like we're gonna. It's not like we're doing this from a position of superiority. No, no we, we watch no. teams that are are just as bad or get we're, involved in worse. I mean, shit. We're we gonna watch, watch. We're gonna watch a Florida Kentucky game this same day that maybe will crack. 35 points total oh yeah yeah like it's 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 bad it's real bad in addition to that we we have for years watched the um watched the the cocktail party we've watched georgia florida have you ever watched that game it's three and a half hours of football food poisoning it's terrible (laughs) don't watch it it's not a great rivalry Nobody's better for it. Everyone hates it. And even the winner just doesn't really want to play it. Well, we should just play LSU twice. Or, That'd be or, way more or Georgia and Florida alternate every year. One of them plays Iowa. One of them plays Iowa State. The world's, sure. largest, the world's largest outdoor ass. <laughs> That'd be fine. Bring them. Would love that. But yeah, don't 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 get too bad about it. So, what would you drink if you were going to? What's the proper? So so what? So ever? yeah, the the question was what what terrible airplane drink is is appropriate for this? I think yeah, the two part question: What is if you drink on a plane? What is your go to? Uh, and if you were drinking on a plane on a budget, what would be your go to? Okay, okay. So let me give you this. 
I'm looking at Delta's beverage list right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I'm assuming that we're in Iowa. We kind of want to be in character, but we're not sticking to beer because that's the obvious answer. Right. So we want to go to a liquor that is definitely Iowa, Iowa State grade. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm just going to be real upfront about it, I think what you have to do is go with the Finlandia vodka, which is Ooh. far cheaper than you think it is. Yeah, uh, I, I thought you were going to go Cuddy Sark, maybe, but I don't know if no, they. No, they don't. They, they they do not have Cuddy Sark. I can give you. Uh, you might also want to go for, if possible, maybe just something real disgusting, where you're just like, screw it. I'm just going to drink all of these airplane bottles of Bailey's Irish cream. That's the other. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it's less about what you drink and more about when. If you've ever been on an air, like a morning flight somewhere that wasn't that, even one that wasn't that far, like a two hour flight, and you saw somebody order like two bottles of Seagram's, mini bottles of Seagram's, and drink that without coffee, without anything else, that's just what they had. And they didn't seem particularly happy about it, but it was this perplexing ritual that was part of their life that they couldn't understand or uh, leave. That's Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah. Also, if you're an Iowa State fan, you're drinking amaretto. Sorry, it's just life got rough and you ended up with three airplane balls of amaretto. That's how it happened. Why do I get this for every Father's Day? I don't understand. Drink it. Life's a cyclone. Ride it. I have a closet full of amaretto and Toblerone. Seneca Wallace would drink it. Drink it. (laughs) What do you have in a corn? Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> That's, by the way, just in case, just to finish up the thought here, uh, what a majestic piece of irony could be built with a foundation supporting decades and decades of laughter if, if, to celebrate his contract extension, Kirk Ferentz lost to this Iowa State team, the Iowa State team that lost to UNI last oh week. Oh, my God. So if, I, if, if, Kirk Ferentz, who is now extended through 2026, when football might not exist anymore, still got to pay is him. Is the though. coach of the worst team in Iowa? I mean, yeah. In in one of the uh, in one of the articles I was reading about Kirk Ferentz's extension, they did point out that in 2014, Iowa State opened with a loss to an FCS school, and what did they do after that? They turned beat around I- and beat that ass. That's they what they did. Beat Iowa twenty <laughs> to seventeen. Um, can we talk about this contract for a second? Because it's fucking nuts. Yeah. No. No. I want our lawyer to talk about it because I was reading through it and go, and, and I was saying things. Like, oh, you know, this is this seems unsound. <laughs> I just you'll I, be able to say this authoritatively. Like, like it's one of those contracts that put a, put aside the date and the total money on it. Because those are all, in sports contracts generally, those are all, some restrictions apply. Except if you're Kirk Ferentz. Like, all he has, so so this contract is partially guaranteed. The buyout applies to, I think, the first five years of the deal. 100% of that, if they fire him, they gotta pay everything they owe him. For the years 6 through 10, it's 50% guaranteed, unless... In the first five years, Kirk Ferentz wins how many games in a season? What Is lofty what lofty goal must Iowa reach for Kirk Ferentz to be rewarded handsomely? Seven games. 
every year that they win seven games, one year in his last five gets fully guaranteed. It's nuts. It's fucking and and I I I, somebody, I I did a radio interview today, and I asked this question, and I I don't have an answer. I would love for either of you to tell me where the fuck was Kirk Ferentz going? Like, I get that you want to <laughs> lock up a coach. Be look, everything the athletic director said at least makes theoretical sense. You think he's been an asset to the program. You think he does things the right way. Blah 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 blah. We want to reward him, but the buyout is the part that is meant to discourage both sides from walking away, right? Where the fuck yeah, was Kirk Ferentz walking? There's the rumor every like four or five years that you know the Kansas City Chiefs might come knocking. We're putting an ankle monitor on a fucking shut-in. I don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely fucking perplexing. This this buyout strat, especially because it's the exact same shit that they got killed for at the end of his contract not too long, not like two years ago. So, which year is it that he'll have to win a Rose Bowl in order to re up? Or, or excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go to a Rose Bowl. Go to like, a like Rose there's Bowl. the tipping point. Is it like 2020, 2021? Yeah, I'm gonna say. The 2024 Rose Bowl. That's when he's going to wow. get another extension. Because it's, it, like the buyout would be what six million at that point. Yeah, something like that. It's it's a bit much. It's just I don't. Let's say 2022 to be safe. Okay, that's fine. Um, it's fucking not. I, I good for Kirk Ferentz, man. It's at the point where I can't even make fun of him because an entire athletic department signed off. And it's not even one of those things where the AD can be like, well, I inherited this contract and I intend to honor it, blah, blah, blah. Like, you you signed up for this. You signed up for this insane contract that, like, what are you even thinking here? I I love it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I... I yeah this is this is this is crap it's crap now I I mean I don't know if Iowa yeah can I, can I add I, one more I thing a, can I add one more thing uh sure so sure. this art this article that I read um which I believe is in the Gazette the Cedar Rapids Gazette I think this is it says that one reason behind this contract extension was that over the summer. Uh, Iowa recruiting folks were saying that people were using Kirk Ferentz possibly not being with the program long term against Iowa on the recruiting trail. Kirk Ferentz has been at Iowa since 1990 fucking nine. Who like how on (laughs) earth are you telling people? Well, you know, Kirk Ferentz might he's been there for fucking ever. That's like telling it's like telling somebody, "Well, don't move to New York. The garbage smell might go away. You don't know." <laughs> what what also by the way, what recruiting? <laughs> First of all, I reject the premise that anyone is actually recruiting against Iowa. It's just um, what the what the what five-star commit from the state of texas right now by the way look it up see how long that'll last now that uh texas is good again but they do have a commit 
I mean, sure, you got to commit. What what on earth? But but if you're talking about recruiting, being that's not their sell. Their sell has always been development. Yep, it's never been like come to Iowa if you're already a five star. No, they're this tiny. Now I will say this too: we're joking about Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz is a good coach. I'm not going to say great. I don't think empirically that's what he is. He's one. He's uh, let's see. 128 and 87. That is a 670 winning percentage That's in the good. Big Ten. Yeah, that, that qualifies as good. You're good. Yep. Don't make me go. I'm not going overboard with that, okay? Because guess how many Big Ten titles he's got? He's got two. Guess when the last one was? 2004. Okay? We'll say good and compared to Iowa's standard other than... Uh, you know, at, at the best years in Iowa's history, very good. Good to very good in the context of Iowa. I mean, how? so here's the other thing. How old is Kirk Ferentz? I'm going to look it up. I won't just guess. No, no, he's 61. Uh, okay, so... He's perpetually 50. So now, if you're recruiting against Iowa in, I don't know, let's say two years from now, wouldn't you just say, like, hey, if you go to Iowa, you're going to have to play for a 70-year-old man? What you're not making anything up either, right? Like, uh, by the way, like if you wonder sort of where Hayden Fry falls, and that he's one forty three eighty nine at six at Iowa. Okay, so I believe if you do the math, that's a better winning percentage. So this dude's not Hayden you know, Fry. Well, likely with tougher schedule. I mean, Hayden Fry. I mean, I think we would go great, Hayden Fry. Sure. Yeah, uh, Hayden so, Fry. Yeah. By the way, also developed like every coach on the planet. Like every coach, literally, at look at the literally, he hatched them and fed them go, baby bird style. Go, go look it, at the the photo of the I think it's the eighty two Iowa coaching staff. You know, you'll see you'll see Bob Stoops in there. You'll see Ferentz in there. Look really closely. You'll see like baby PJ Fleck in there. Mm-hmm. You'll see like like Lane Kiffin giving giving another kid a swirly in the background. <laughs> you got to look real close, but you'll see all this stuff. You'll sure. See, you'll see Bill Snyder rising from his third death. You know Mark Rick's record at Georgia? <laughs> do, you, do you know Mark Rick's record? 146, I, I, 146 and 51. Okay, that's about a 77. Uh, so, first of all, full 10 points higher in yeah. terms of winning percentage in what I would argue is a much tougher conference. Okay? Yeah. Maybe not right now, but <laughs> historically, particularly at the time that Rick was there, all right? How many how many conference titles did he have? Two. More recent, by the way, than Kirk Ferentz's. All right. How many division titles did he have? He's got six of them. All right. Two t- two time coach of the year. Great dude. Like outsized in terms of how awesome they thought Mark Richt was. Like like, I- like Iowa sent a lot of dudes to the league. Did good uh, things actually, with talent. Yeah, we did great things with talent. Never quite enough, but uh, but yeah, two basically like better percentage, tougher conference, everything. That's what got Rick fired. Yeah, was that record? So if this seems so, if there's some cognitive dissonance here, and mind you, there's one word we haven't mentioned this entire time that starts with an A and ends with an M. That makes this look five times as ugly stupid, misbegotten, greedy, 
and bass backwards. All do right, it. do it. Say it. That'd be that, that'd be amateurism because <laughs> we say we can't pay players, but we can give Kirk Ferentz, a good coach, the kind of salary that you would give a legend. I don't Not know just what, the salary, the number of years, the number of years, the control over the program. Like, I, I think Patrick Vint, formerly of Blackheart Gold Pants, all right, uh, our close friend at Iowa who actually still speaks with us, he he was saying, like, there's nothing stopping him from appointing his son, basically, for this. Is this the way you want to do anything? I do. But I, I mean, do. sure, he's good. You can pay for good. You can overpay for good. I think you should pay sixty thousand dollars for a Honda Civic. You I go w- right ahead. I want to. I want to end. We can move on, but I do want to say one last thing. I just want to quote Kirk Ferentz. Um, a lot of people look at this deal and they say, "Okay, well, it takes you. It expires in January twenty twenty six. When, as we said, you will be uh, well past retirement age. This is your last contract." Um, when asked about this at the press conference, Kirk Ferentz said. I'm not sure I want to put a cap on anything. I'm not big on putting caps on things. Kirk Ferentz, we know. We watched the Rose Bowl last year. Woo! Woo! Let's take another question. <laughs> uh, uh, this question comes from Chris... Honda, Chris... Honda yeah, coach. <laughs> Chris Barnewall. At Chris Barnwall on Twitter, if every week of college football we're sticking with the theme here were a drinking game, what would this week's be? And I have an answer. The answer is week two is a little drinking game called Minefield. Have either of you ever played this game? No, I don't play games of drinking, son. Okay, thanks, Dad. Yeah, no, same. I'll be in the, I'll be in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got some. I've got some serious drinking to do. Minefield is a game where you set out a bunch of shot glasses. You fill most of the. You fill a bunch of them with water, and you fill the rest of them with gin or vodka or Everclear or one fifty one something. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you take you take good. you take two participants who were not privy to the pouring process, and they just randomly take these shots one at a time. And and so you might get each time you don't know if you're getting water, or you're just drinking a shot of Everclear. And it's the unpreparedness factor of it that really matters because week two is mostly going to be water. It's just going to be flat and boring and do nothing for you. To the extent there will be excitement in week two, it's going to be unexpected. One fifty one. It's going to burn, <laughs> and you are not going to be prepared for it. And you are going to wish you had done anything else. So every single thing about this this Saturday that you will remember uh, will hurt. Yeah, basically. Damn. Well, my, my question is genteel in comparison. But this, it's from uh, John Shaw at Chainsaw511. His bio says he's the CEO of Twitter. I don't think that's accurate. Prove him wrong. Wow. I'll try. Uh, this is the question to all of us. How dumb am I for doing fantasy college football? This is a complex question because the number one advantage you have is information. If you actually are the person in this who's talked other people foolishly into doing this, and you're the one who pays attention to games, you're the one who watched Wyoming beat Northern Illinois in overtime, go folks, then you might have 
an information advantage in terms of who to pick up. Because, for instance, if I'm looking at uh, Texas Tech, Arizona State, might pick up Pat Mahomes because I know he's going to throw the ball a zillion times because college football has systems like that. I know that he's probably going to get a lot of opportunities to do that. Arizona State struggled with Northern Arizona last week to start the season. And I know that he's got a coaching staff that will let him just keep throwing, even if it doesn't make much sense in terms of how the game's managed. So might want to pick him up. If you're the only person in that group who knows that, great. If not, uh, it's, it's a fantasy game. You could just be so screwed not even know it. I just, I mean, the reason I stopped playing fantasy football, the traditional NFL variety, was it got very tiring caring about things that didn't actually matter to me, like who scored a rushing touchdown for the Colts. That didn't happen very often, but let's say. Um, and I can't imagine applying, that's that's within a very limited context. I can't imagine looking at, like, I'll just pick one off the list here, uh, Shit, I can't imagine caring about who scores in the Kentucky-Florida game, much less how, much less why. Like, I already have to care about this game at some base level, but I can't, I, I really can't think about, like, oh, man, if only Luke Del Rio had thrown that touchdown somewhere else instead of to that, like, no, I just, I, I don't need that in my life. I also don't need more paperwork. <laughs> you barely you barely that's do just, what's required of you <laughs> and you you think that's a matter of option right you think that's because i have decided to do this much paperwork no that's as much as i can do spencer's already spencer's already happening. six weeks behind on his fantasy personal finance team so <laughs> exactly like i i've tried to play fantasy football i get so bored because apparently it's a matter of rearranging names in a grid. And you know what that is? It's paperwork. That's work. That's work. Fantasy football is it, – it is work. That's, 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 why people, that's why people make Excel spreadsheets for their fantasy football research and shit. And that's all it is, by the way. Like in case the idea of a spreadsheet horrifies you like it does me, then they go, no, 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 no. Here, you can just – Yahoo has this great interface. You can just move your players around. Oh, and cells? So uh, it, this is just a fancy spreadsheet with my Wait, friends you're, you're, in it. You're putting players in cells. So you're this not. Is, this is mass incarceration. So you're not yeah. an Auburn, you're not an Auburn fan then. That's ex- <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> uh, that is yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm oh, by the way, like like I and even if I tried, this is how bad I am at it. Even if I tried, I would just mess up some weeks and forget that a person has like had a buy. I did that all the time. Be like, yeah, sure, I got Peyton Manning. It'd be great. Let's put Peyton Manning in there. Look back. Oh, he's got a buy. Didn't you notice that? The word buy is next to his name. And I'm like, I thought it was just, no. Yeah, no. Bye. Bye. Here's here's the the, the the mnemonic device. Bye. Yeah. That tells you, by the way, how long it's been since I played fantasy football. I just decided to retire. I decided to retire. Yeah, I cited a retired player back when he was effective. <laughs> I mean, college fantasy football sounds more appealing to me than pro fantasy football, and not just because I'm more of a college fan and know a lot more about college football these days. Just because it, there, there, it feels like there are fewer, there are fewer obviously correct answers. Like in pro football, you should play Aaron Rodgers. Well, no fucking shit, you should play Aaron Rodgers. 
Like, obviously. Like, in our game, anything could go wrong. I mean, it, I guess it, it might start to feel like a coin flip or a roll of the dice or whatever, but it just it just feels you know you have that wild hunch that like oh this is the week that Kansas State's quarterback goes for 125 yards passing and and we really pay some bills shit i i would have thought i would have thought a game where passing touchdowns and stats mattered more than win loss record would have been perfect for a falcons fan i'm surprised we didn't we didn't have to go, we didn't have to take it to this level but yeah why would you do that <laughs> I feel I feel real mean today. I'm sorry. I you know I can I talk about why I think that is. I have a lot what? of I have a lot of like so college football season for me. I think it's no secret is is largely about hate, like fun loving, healthy hate, and just hating on other people's failures and misfortunes. But I watched the Florida State first half, the Notre Dame game. A lot of these teams that normally I'd be so happy to hate on, and I just didn't have it in me this time, and I'm worried I'm sick. Hmm. Are, are you are you going to have to switch to the dark side and try to find happiness? I don't know. Like, I mean, are you going to have? Because that's my thing. I I get happy. I, I love love. I, I mean, I enjoy failure, particularly when it comes to certain you know certain mother loads of hatred that I can continue to mine year after year after year. They just, they're inexhaustible. So you either need, you either need new, new veins, new minds, or you need to do what really sustains me, which is great. Happiness is get on that. Get on that Houston train at this point. Oh man, you should get on that Houston train. Tom Herman's out here doing Tom Herman. We we joked in the mag that he OD on codeine just to show how hardcore he was about, you know, Houston. About being from things, he's this close to doing it. He's so close. <laughs> Tom Herman, Tom Herman would do anything to get a positive recruiting notice. Anything. I hope those words never come back to bite us. Um, I'm, I am assuming that my, my body is trying to let go of this hate because of the impending arrival of a child, and it's like trying to say, like, no, 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 don't pass this poison off to somebody else. But I will say. If UTEP beats Texas, all bets mm. are off. I mean, Spencer and I have a combined three children, and we don't have this problem, so I, I think you'll get over it. I do kind of remember back when back when my kid was born, I sort of like had this few month spell where it was like, "Wow, I'm a new person," you know, like I I, I like call people to tell them how I feel about them, and like <laughs> and, and and I I did that shit. Can you believe it? Yeah. And like, um. You know, there's all that stuff, and then, and you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. so, so I, that's a long way of saying you'll get over it, man. You'll okay. get over it. You right. just, you'll just, you'll just slide back into the same hateful mediocrity. Funny story. So I, I may have told this to you before, but remember, this is the point where I realized that I was not a better person. That parenthood had not changed me in the least, and that I was doomed to pass on my negative behaviors unto death, and passed through the gift of genetics when I saw two goober ass Florida State fans immediately after Oregon had pasted them in the playoff and where they were you it's important to know where you were <clears throat> the Atlanta Zoo and, and, so, who, and with whom were you there my entire family okay please continue my son please continue and I saw them walking in and it's just bad because they, they looked at me and I'm sure they thought uh gay hippie I'm, I'm, you know whatever Florida, whatever <laughs> 
whatever sort of whatever sort of Nixonian like Trump voter like you know crab brain speak goes through a Florida State man's mind when they see me, right? They're like, I bet he shops at Costco. Like like Draft Dodging Deviant. Yeah, like whatever terrible haircut minded crap a Florida State fan is going to think, right? Before they attempt to slam the DVD of Big Bang Theory into the VCR, right? Like, are, why are, are it working? Like these that. are the these are the people who say, "I bet he eats pussy," and they mean it as a uh, term of denigration. <laughs> yeah, well, sure, if we went there, yeah. I bet he cares about the pleasure of a woman. <laughs> I bet he's not a selfish lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you see these two Florida State people, and? <laughs> We're pushing a stroller, by the way. So three Florida State people. Or they had yeah. um, uh, contraband. I would point out, by the way, that I had my two children with me. So, I, so in true Florida fashion, I had outscored them. So I, That's walking not, past uh, them. Yeah, but in, your, have, in I, years past, it should be noted. In years, but listen, I'll I'll take up rent in the past. That's fine. That's fine. Happy to do it. Um, So I I was walking past them with no identifying team gear on while they were completely kitted out. I mean, full kit wanker, both of them. Okay. Wife and husband. Because that was the other element of the story. And I think that's what really ticked me off because I just think it's the lamest thing in the world when couples match. At all. I think it's the lamest thing in the world when somebody has their girl in their Abbey. Like, you know, you live together. You don't have to, like, this theatrical partnership. It's just, it's unbecoming. It just makes me think less of you, especially when you bring your bad opinions into my mentions with your girl or your dude there, right? Like, they didn't do, they didn't, don't, you don't have to co-sign on all of this badness, right? Be your own moron. Yeah, those are some, ba- those are some bad loans you're putting their name on. Exactly. So, anyway, I see them, and they see me, and I mean, they just give me this look like they hated me on site, which is cool. That's fine. Um, but they were wearing floor state gear, so I just took note of that. And what possessed me to do this other than the weakness in my soul, which I thought had gone from me the minute I became a responsible father and citizen. Nope. Uh, they passed me, and about three feet when they passed me, I just raised my fists in the air and go, Go Ducks! Like, as loud as I possibly could. And uh, it takes them a full, like, 20 feet to think of a a rejoinder, which was, no championships! But it took them, like, it was so bad. It took them, like, 20 feet. I mean, it took a while. It took them so long to come up with not even a, a proper rejoinder. Like, no, nothing mattered. No if you lose that badly to a team, you know, I got to go to the pass. Let me go to the closet and dig this out. Hold on, you stay right here. I know my gun's in here somewhere. Because <laughs> the Florida State fan doesn't know where their gun's kept in their house. Oh, that's that's another one. It's in the fridge. So, it's in the fridge. <laughs> you got to keep it cold like justice. 